It's that time of week is time for sports, the show, the show where I, of course, talk about sports and say sports as many times as I can in the first 30 seconds. This week's edition, of course, it's main news heavy. We got a lot of motorsports update. There are a lot of races, and then we're going to be talking about dirt bike racing, Montreal Supercross, that and more on this week's edition of sports, the show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here's our main news of the week. We begin first with golf. Capital One's the match, too, with Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning. It was actually very entertaining. I watched through at least hole seven of 18, I believe. I watched all the holes that were completed, one through six, and then they were on hole seven. And then I left to watch NASCAR. Sorry about that. Uh, your winners were Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods. At one point, Tom Brady split his pants. I don't know how or why, but he did. I had to get baggy pants. That was different. Did not expect to have that happen. I really enjoyed it. The golfers actually came to have uh, mic packs so then you could hear them talking to each other. That was very entertaining. If I'm ever going to watch golf, I want them to do that. Charles Barkley on commentary was very entertaining. He was talking about him being an amateur, and he was like, Talking to Tom Brady, making fun of him all the time. It was entertaining. I enjoyed it. I guess I wasn't the only one because Turner Sports has reported that 5.8 million people watched the match. That was the average, making this the most watched golf telecast in cable history. Very interesting there. It didn't even start on time. It started at around 3.45. It was supposed to start at 3, and it rained the entire time. We now move on to hockey. I think this is the first time I've talked about hockey since, like, saying that hockey was canceled. Here we go. The 2019-2020 NHL regular season. Dunzo. It's officially over. This was announced on Tuesday by Commissioner Gary Bettman. He also announced the league will transition into a 24-team conference-based playoff format when play resumes at some point. It is expected to resume near the end of July, by the way. Here are the important things that happened on Tuesday's announcement. There were a lot of stuff announced. First of all, there will be two hub cities, just like bubble cities. One for the Eastern Conference games and one for the Western Conference games. Those cities are going to be announced on a later date. Possible cities that the NHL is considering include Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, Dallas, Texas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, and St. Paul, that area, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. Each conference will have the top 12 teams competing with playoff position determined by points percentage, and the top four teams will compete in a round-robin tournament to determine seeding for the first round. Top four teams, by the way, in each conference. First for the East, the Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning, Washington Capitals, and Philadelphia Flyers. Gritty zone. That's what I'm calling them now. And by the way, for the West, St. Louis Blues, Colorado Avalanche, Vegas Golden Knights, my NHL team. Shout out Max Pacioretty, best NHL player. He has the best name, by the way. My name is Max. And the Dallas Stars for the West. For the tournament, there's going to be a play-in round to determine the other seeds of each conference tournament. Seeds 5 through 8. Here is the bracket, by the way. This based on the points percentage finish of the season. The Pittsburgh Penguins 
are going to be taking on the Montreal Canadiens. Very interesting matchup there. Carolina Hurricanes next taking on the New York Rangers. Then we have the New York Islanders taking on the Florida Panthers. Florida fans were very shocked that the Panthers actually made the playoffs. Saw that, talked about it a lot. Lots of jokes. Lots of jokes. They really were. And then we have the Toronto Maple Leafs taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's the end of the East playing tournament. We now move on to the West playing tournament. Edmonton Oilers taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. Number six ranked Nashville Predators. I've been to Nashville. Your arena looks cool on the outside. Taking on the number 11 ranked Arizona Coyotes. Vancouver Canucks. They're going to be taking on Minnesota Wild. And then finally, Calgary Frames. Flames. Well, they speak. The Calgary, Calgary, I can speak Canadian. Calgary Flames taking on the Winnipeg Jets. The season is still a long way from starting, as I said. But hey, at least it's going to happen, and that's a positive. So we will have sports sooner rather than later. Here we go. We got to talk about Major League Baseball owners once again. This time, they make the players even more angry. They have now abandoned their 50-50 pay scale, and they're going down, making the players only be paid 75%. By the way, they're not even supposed to do that. I believe in the collective bargaining agreement that they agreed on, you have to like pay the players a certain amount. I mean, they're already losing money just based on the contract due to like luxury tax and stuff, but they don't have a salary cap, which is why they are allowed to be paid these high numbers and why they are also allowed to then have to be able to be paid. Uh, This has been about 30 years of negotiations to get it this way. I've seen this whole situation compared to when 94 didn't get tapped to World Series, and I honestly feel like we're going in that way. We really are. Anyway, I should probably tell you what's actually happening. This coming from ESPN's Jeff Passan, the Major League Baseball analyst. Players who have the highest salaries are going to be hit the hardest by the pay cuts, with some making, quote, less than 40% of their full season salaries, end quote. Under the proposed deal, a player said to make $20 million this season would take in about $5.50 million. That's about 75% of their contract being taken away, making only 25%. So they're only going to be making 25%. Owners are taking away 75%. Makes sense. Owners are, owners are making me mad. They really are. Player who's set to earn thirty million will only bring in six point ninety-five million. Still, lots of money, but not enough for these players. Lower-paid players, however, are going to make nearly the same amount as their contracts originally stated. One of the Brewers pitchers didn't write his name down, and I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Min- uh, Milwaukee. I almost called them Minnesota. That's not right. The Minnesota Twins. I know baseball. Haha. Anyway, that pitcher made a great point by saying, quote, interesting strategy of making the best, most marketable players potentially look like the bad guys. And, quote, the owners, they're really just basically trying to spin the narrative and say, oh, we're the owners. We're not the villains. But, you know, Bryce Harper and all them rich players, they are the villains. It's crazy. A player basically had a great point. They didn't say which one it was, but this player told SNY's NY's, Andy Martino, quote, they've just taken the biggest problem in the union, pay class divide, and flipped it on its head. And now they'll watch as the union tears itself apart as the highest paid players fight back on this while the lowest pay 
say, whoa, 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 we like this. The union will try to convince those young, naive players that's in their interest to stand together, but it isn't, end quote. This is going to be an ugly situation. Really, it's still going to be an ugly situation. My fear is that we don't get baseball this year, and that baseball's going to lose all the momentum that they started to gain. Because let's face it, when people think of baseball, they think of it more as an old person sport that they'd want to watch, like golf. I'm sorry, that's just what it is thought of to the younger crowd. Oh, I just lost my uh, earbud thing. Oh, well, I'll get it back later. Anyway, here we go. Texas is in the news. They're going to let sports fans attend at 25% capacity. This is an order from Governor Greg Abbott. says, starting in June, outdoor stadiums can start hosting events with fan capacity at up to 25%. Like this plan, we'll talk about it later. Leagues will have to apply to state health officials to be allowed to have fans, actually. Important thing there. Indoor events will not be allowed to have fans just yet. Do not worry, they will get to have fans at some point. The state also set these guidelines. Leafs will not recommend spectators and stadium staff stay six feet apart. I said that wrong. Leafs will actually recommend them to stay six feet apart. Mr. at that. I'm sorry. We're going to move on. From not anyone in your household, you got to stay in your little cluster with your household of like, I think the maximum, maybe 10 people, but that could be pushing the just a bit. I'm not sure. We'll look at it anyway. If that isn't feasible to stay six feet apart, then wearing a face covering and sanitation protocols are going to have to be followed. Called sports were however not covered in that order. Very interesting there. So, what I took away from this is this is a good plan. I hope other states do this so we can at least have some fans. But college football not being in there, very shocking. Really is. I'm shocked. Did not expect that. Then we move back to baseball. ESPN shift pass and broke the news that minor league baseball actually cut hundreds of their players and hundreds of more players are expected to be cut this year as well. This is due to the uncertainty surrounding minor league baseball being played this season. Uh, people are saying that it won't be played this season, and I feel like it will be canceled this year. really do. Because what they're saying is teams are going to have like 50 players total, so they're going to take some of these uh, minor leaguers, boot them up just so they can be with all the teams. It's going to be very interesting to see how this one goes. Sources have told ESPN Jeff Passan there could be more than a 1,000 players cut and released players. You know what they fear? They fear their baseball career is over. Some of these minor leaguers haven't even had a chance really to try and make the majors if they're just now starting. So it's very sad. I enjoyed minor league baseball games. I really do. They're fun to go to. Portland Pickles. I'm telling you this. I haven't been to Portland at all, but if I'm ever going to go to Portland, I think the first event I'm going to see, minor league baseball. You heard hear from me first. Now, you might be asking yourself, okay, Max, you talked about golf. You talked about baseball too much. Where's NBA? They've been in the news all week long. You probably have a lot to say. And the answer is yes. Well, here's the latest update. This comes from Ramona Shelburne and Adrian Wojnarowski. I'm going to call him Woj because that's what he wants to be known as. On Thursday, the NBA is expected to have a vote on Commissioner Adam Silver's recommendation on a format to start this season. Numerous members of the Board of Governors told ESPN there's a growing support to bring in 22 teams to compete at ESPN's Wide World Sports at Disney. 
in the month of July. The 22-team plan is expected to include teams that are six games behind eighth place. Those teams are Pelicans, Suns, Trailblazers, Kings, Spurs, all in the West, and then for the East, the Wizards. Very interesting there. So I feel like what they're going to be doing is they might have a the West and the East actually facing each other in the first round. Could be that, which is actually entertaining. So we can actually find the best team in the league rather than the best West team. Because West is overpowered. I'm telling you this. The West has some great players. East is not as good as the West this season. So we're going to find who truly is the best team. Just like the WNBA sort of does that. Now, don't make fun of the WNBA just because I talked about them. I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, another plan that's actually very popular with owners is only having 20 teams, including the Pelicans, Trailblazers, Kings, and Sacramento. The NBA PA has actually stressed that there are going to need to be regular season games before the playoffs. So I really think that we're going to have a regular season and then the playoffs. The most popular plan however, among GMs is the typical 16 playoff teams with seating based on when the season was stopped, 16 GMs said that, and I guarantee you they're the 16 GMs that are, would be 1 through 16. Travel will not be an issue with the NBA saying that international players are going to be allowed to come into America. As you know, the border has been shut down, basically it's been shut down, but they're going to allow these players to come in. Players' families are actually expected to be allowed to be in the bubble environment. Not all of them, just a small number of them. Well, there you go. There's your main news of the week. Coming up next, we got some combat sports news you're not going to want to miss. Ding, ding, ding. There's my artificial bell noise made out of my mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the combat sports update. We don't have that much combat sports news updates because I didn't want to give you that much. Uh, but just so you know, UFC 250 is going to be happening tomorrow on ESPN. Wait, no. I mean, no. UFC 250 is later in June. UFC Fight Night, there we go, is going to be happening on Saturday on the ESPN app and ESPN TV. I'm pretty sure you won't have to have ESPN Plus to watch it. I think it's going to be actually on ESPN. There we go. Moving on to boxing, Tyson Fury. He told BT Sport he was contacted about facing Mike Tyson, but thinks nothing has come from it. The actual quote is, quote, I had a phone call saying, would you like to fight Mike Tyson in an execution? Fight. I said, hell yeah, but I don't think anything's materialized out of it, end quote. Turns out that Tyson Fury's name is based on Mike Tyson. Didn't know that. Also, Mike Tyson was complaining about having to eat vegetables to his wife. I saw that video. It was entertaining. He was complaining like a little child. Tyson Fury seems like a fun person to be around. He really does. But he donkey out. That's the problem. So I guess you'd have to get used to that. Could be helpful, though. If you ever have someone rude to you, it's like, oh, I know Tyson Fury. He can beat you up. Ha ha ha. It's just like my dad's going to beat you up. I'm spending too long talking about nothing very important. We now move on to the NSAC, a.k.a. the Nevada State Athletic Committee. They've approved the following events to take place in Las Vegas. 
UFC Fight Night happening May 30th. UFC 250 taking place June 6th. Top-ranked boxing. Two of the fights taking place on June 9th and June 11th. I think California is going to also be allowed to have combat sporting events. So there we go. We're going to get to see more and more boxing and UFC events. UFCs can also have more COVID-19 testing. I believe you're going to be tested twice a week. They're going to try and, I guess, have more social distancing. Well, there you go. There is your combat news of the week. Very entertaining week of combat sports will be happening with UFC Fight Night and then UFC 250. I remember we were at like UFC 200 six or like it wasn't six years ago. Sorry, it was like three or four years ago with Brock Lesnar and then Brock Lesnar lost. It was crazy. There you go. There's your uh, combat sports update. You're welcome. Have you heard of Anchor? It is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free way to make a podcast. You don't have to pay. You can edit the podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to many places, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can make money from your podcast with barely any listens. You can download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the motorsports update. There were lots of NASCAR events, and I only watched, really, the main series races. So that's why you're going to have a lot of in-depth analysis on the main series, but not that much on the Xfinity or Gander Trek series races. Here we go. We first begin with the Coca-Cola 600 taking place on Sunday. This is the only event I know that will have qualifying through the uh, at least Talladega. I believe those are the none, no other events are going to have qualifying. Kurt Busch was your winner of qualifying by the way. During the pace laps, however, Denny Hamlin lost a ballast. Now, you might be asking yourself, what a ballast? Tungsten was the official balance name. Ballast name, excuse me. Well, a tungsten is a balance that's put on the car so they can make minimum weight. It's not illegal. That's something that they needed to point out. But they have to have that so it can be minimum weight. And when that falls out, that's not good. Because it can seriously hurt a car. It can, like, I saw a photo of one of the weights that, like, hit one of the cars and it made a huge dent in the front. So you got to be careful with that stuff. With that, Denny Hamlin had about three of his crew members suspended for four races in a row. Going to be very interesting there. Denny Hamlin did good. I think he got second on Wednesday. We're going to talk about Wednesday later. Anyway, it began raining. Rain has been a huge issue with NASCAR. It has, I swear. You know, we were in Darlington, South Carolina, and then they had the hurricane-like rain coming there because, you know, there's a tropical storm. Well, then Tropical Storm Bertha was like, yo, Let's rain out all the Charlotte events. I think the Xfinity race was the only one that actually happened at a normal time. 
So it began running around lap 48 of 400. Red flag was shown at lap 51. After 68 minutes, the race resumed. Your winner was Brad Keselowski, but Brad Keselowski, I say his name wrong all the time. Even if I met him in real life, I'd say his name wrong. This was actually Brad's 31st win and his first Coca-Cola 600 win. Very important for Brad is a contract year, and when he wins one of NASCAR's majors, that's very important. He is going to get a contract renewal. I'd be shocked if he didn't. Chase Elliott has had a rough week. He had a rough week again on Wednesday. He was taken out at the end of the race. Then Chase Elliott looked like he was going to win. He was leading. Two laps remained. And then William Byron happened. William Byron wrecked with two laps remaining. So then they went to overtime. William, by the way, could still continue. So you might now overtime's confusing. Basically, they have a yellow flag for a while. Once the yellow flag is dropped, you get two laps. Once if there are no yellows in between those two laps, the race is official. So that went into NASCAR overtime. During the yellow flag on the track. As I explained, Elliot, Chase Elliott, by the way, went to pit road, putting him in the middle of the pack. Elliott would finish third place, by the way. You need to know, it's crazy. He went from 21st all the way to third place in about like three pace laps, I think three pace laps, and then the two normal laps. So Elliott has a fast car this year. You're going to need to really watch out for him this year. Brad was then first place, and once over time again, Brad won. Brad, by the way, led a total of 21 laps. William Byron led the most laps with 164 laps led. Uh, Jimmy Johnson was actually disqualified after the race when his car failed post-race inspection. So he started near the end of the pack on Thursday. The Wednesday race was postponed due to the rain. We will get into that later. It was Monday night racing. I did not watch it. I'm sorry. Kyle Busch, your winner there, by the way. I don't watch or listen to it. Honestly, forgot. I didn't really pay attention, and I'm sorry. Kyle won all three stages and led 94 of 203 laps. It was a very close race, though, with a thousandth of a second victory. That's close for NASCAR. It really is. Gander Trek Series. Wow. Your winner was Chase Elliott, by the way. Didn't watch or listen. Uh, there was a challenge, by the way, to beat Kyle Busch with the winner being able to donate $100,000 to a COVID-19-related charity, meaning now Chase is going to get to donate all that cash to a charity of his choice. This challenge was created because Kyle Busch won seven truck races in a row. This is also retribution for Chase. From last Wednesday, with Kyle Busch hitting him, he gets the upper hand getting the Gander Truck Series race. Chase led 47 of the 134 laps. You know what? If I would have watched that race, I would have rooted for Ross Chastain. He is sponsored by the Florida Watermelon Association, and his truck had a watermelon-inspired body. He also will have watermelons at Victory Lane. I'm going to call him Watermelon Man from now on. That's what he's known as. Well, Wednesday night, the race was rained out. We now moved on to Thursday night. With the Alsco Uniforms 500. On lap one, Garrett Smithley's car caught fire and also made contact with Joey Gase. I guess that's how they made, I guess that's how they got on fire. Not sure. So very confusing because the 
None of the cameras were really focused on them. They were focused on the start. And they were near the middle or back of the pack. There's a red flag at lap 31 due to lightning storms near the area. That red flag lasted 74 minutes. Your race winner was Chase Elliott. He deserved it, like I said. He had a crazy week. He gets spun out on Wednesday. Okay. Then he makes a mistake on Sunday. Then he wins Tuesday and then wins on Thursday. Crazy eight days for Chase. Uh, by the way, his hometown, they play a siren anytime he wins. So it was like 11, 15 at night, and they just hear, that, That's my uh, siren impression, if you didn't know what that was. You want to know what? Michael McDowell, he wrecked after like Chase crossed the line. I was so angry because it was already late. It wasn't at 11, it wasn't past 11.30, because I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go to bed at 11.30, because I have to wake up and do normal stuff, and then I had a cat wake me up at 4, so that wasn't very good. Enough talking about me. Oh, I hit my phone. Oops. Anyway, yeah, man, Michael McDowell, he wrecked, and if he would have wrecked and Chase hadn't crossed the line, they would have went into overtime. I would have been so angry. I just wanted that race to end. I enjoy watching racing. But when I have 74 minutes to wait with a red flag, it's not entertaining or fun. Bristol's supposed to have good weather. Bristol's going to be good. Really well. You want to know who shocked me the most? Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He's a very small team. It's a two-car team, and he finished fourth. I'm used to him finishing near the back of the pack, by the way. Next races are, of course, going to be in Bristol. That race is taking place at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC. Here are the stats from the race. Chase is the sixth driver to win a race this season. Kevin Harvick led the most laps with 63 out of 208 laps led. Um, it was very interesting because he was fading. I mean, just, I just watched Cars 3 because it was on TV and nothing else was on there. Just reminds me of here, Daryl Walter being like, he's fading, he's fading. And that's really what happened to Kevin Harvick. He just did not have the race car to win. He got 10th place. So still did good, but he could have done better. He wanted to do better. There were seven total yellow flags that lasted 37 laps long. There were 15 lead changes among a total of eight drivers. There we go. There are your official NASCAR stats. You've heard me talk a lot about NASCAR. One thing you haven't heard me talk about is dirt bike racing. Well, the Monster Energy Supercross Series is back. There are going to be a total of seven races over like four or five weeks. I'm going to give you all you need to know about that. The seven races, they're going to take place at Salt Lake City's Rice. Hold on. Rice. Heck. Heck. Eccles, right? Rice Eccles. There we go. I had pronunciations. I forgot my pronunciations, and I'm sorry. Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City. By the way, we said this is dirt bike racing. It's round 11 of the Supercross season. It's going to be rounds 11 through 17, finishing the season officially. The race will be on NBCSN at 3, then switch to NBC at 4, lasting through 6. Eli Tomac, by the way, he currently leads to season point standings for the 450 group 
We're going to talk more about those groups later with 226 points. Now, what do you mean by 450? Well, that is a 450cc four-stroke motorcycle. There's another group that's a lower group. It's a 250 four-stroke motorcycles. The 450s, they weigh more. They're faster as well. They're more difficult to handle. That's why they have the more experienced drivers compete. The 250 series is for the younger drivers in a split into east and west regions. So usually during a season, all the East Coast shows are going to have the 250 East group, and then the West region is going to have the West group there, and then they meet round 17. That's what's going to happen, except it's all going to be on the West Coast with the East Coast drivers going there. All three of the series are going to crown their champion at the end of round 17. Now, ladies and gentlemen, with the exception, like I said, the series finale, you're going to see one region in action at each round of the race. Each class is going to have a total of 40 drivers that are going to be at the track at one point for each class, like I said. And these drivers are based on current point standings or combined season qualifying points, whichever, I guess, is better. So if you have better combined season qualifying points, so you've qualified for like all the races, but you're in 41st, you're going to be taken over to number 40. The event We'll begin with two qualifying sessions for each group, and that is going to be important because that will give you gate pick. Now, you might be asking yourself, what's the gate mean? Well, for Supercross racing, they drop a gate down, and then there you go. Get the whole shot, which is, I think it gets you some points. I haven't watched Supercross really since 2016. This is all coming from memory. Gate pick is important, like I said. The better spot in the gate the faster you'll go. After qualifying, the 250 group will have two heat races with, I'm guessing, 20 drivers each and the last chance qualifier for those drivers who haven't qualified yet. So I think the top eight make it, and then you have like four last chance qualifier drivers who make it. Then the 450 class is going to have two heat races and the last chance qualifier. Then there's the 250 main event followed by the 450 main event. It's called the main event because everything is set up for the race. Because, you know, they ha- they qualify. Not all 40 drivers are going to get to qualify. So once they've qualified, then they have to do heats. And then once you've made your heat, you make it to the final. And then it's the main event. There's nothing really to explain there. Just wanted to explain it because I know many of my listeners have never watched Supercross. I actually, like I said, haven't watched it for a while, but I'm excited. I really am. Uh, so I believe each main event is going to be 20 minutes long. It used to be a set number of laps, but last time I watched Supercross, it was at Daytona, and they had like a time. It was a timing system, and I was so confused. It really was. I had no idea what was going on. And that was last year. I only took a two-year break and they changed everything. Once Ryan Dungey left, I didn't know anyone. Really didn't. I digress. Here's the official TV schedule. Round 11 is going to be taking place Sunday, May 31st, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. on NBCSN. This is all Eastern Standard Time at 4 to 6 p.m. on NBC. The East... 250 series are going to be competing there. 
Next is Wednesday, June 3rd, round 12, with the 250 East drivers competing. That race takes place from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. on NBCSN. I'm not going to watch it. I'm sorry. Round 13 is going to include the E-Series. That's Sunday, June 7th, 5 to 8 p.m. on NBCSN. Round 14 is going to include the West Series. It's June 10th, which is Wednesday, 7 to 10 p.m. Then there's the West Group competing in round 15 on Sunday, June 14th, 7 to 10 p.m. Then round 16 is going to have the East drivers competing. That's going to determine the winner of the East Series. Round 15, the winner of the West Series. That is going to be Wednesday, June 17th, 7 to 10 p.m. on NBC. Round 17 is the series finale, which will crown the 450 championship. And the East and West 250 drivers will both compete. And I guess that's the championship weekend. I'm not sure. Got to remember. I should have looked that up, but I didn't. I'm sorry. Championship weekend, Sunday, June 21st, 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern on NBCSN, then 4.30 to 6 p.m. on NBC. This was a long one. Had to talk a lot about Supercross. Had to remind myself a lot about Supercross. But there you go. There is your motorsports update. Well, guys, it's time for the non-sports news of the week. We now go to San Diego, California, with the San Diego man breaking into a bank early Wednesday morning so he could heat up some Hot Pockets. This is according to police. San Diego police surrounded the Wells Fargo location after the break-in. The man set off a security alarm around 3.15 a.m. after breaking in through a window by the ATM drive-thru. He told police he wanted to use a microwave inside the break room to hot heat up some hot pockets. After his arrest, he said he'd eaten two hot pockets. When asked, was it worth it? Yeah, it was worth it. The man was heard saying on camera, hot pocket, hell yeah. He also said that on camera. The man was said he was hungry and homeless. This is of all the stories from KNSD in San Diego. About a half a dozen officers responded to the scene where they found a broken window at the drive through ATM. Security cameras inside the building confirmed someone was inside. After ordering the suspect to come out and receiving no response, San Diego police, they threatened to send in the canine officer. You know, bitey dogs, don't rub them. They're going to bite you. Well, when he heard that, he came out with his hands up moments later. We now move on to the positive news of the week. We got two of them this week, and it's in Lombardy, Italy. This is coming Sunday, May 24th. But the exact quote coming from Gitable on Twitter. For the quote for the first time since February, there has been corona there has been no coronavirus related deaths reported in Lombardy, Italy. The region was the epicenter of Italy's COVID outbreak. At peak, more than four hundred and fifty people were dying daily. End quote. They're riding in Lombardy. I did see that. So it's not really positive in there, but it's awesome. You see, they have flattened the curve. Good for Italy. I'm proud of you. We now move on to baseball. L.A. Dodgers pitcher David Price. I'm not used to that. I'm used to him being a Red Sox. Anyway, he's going to give each L.A. Dodgers minor league player $1,000. Like I said, all minor league players were being paid $400 weekly, but they don't have guarantee being paid through June due to many of them being kicked off and really... 
you know, minor league baseball is not expected to happen this year. Well, there you go. There's your positive and non-sports news of the week. I'm recording a bit later for this week's edition of Sports The Show, so I apologize for getting it out at a different time. It was my fault, and I'm sorry. By the way, I did go outside and run. I didn't run today. That's that's different. I'm starting to get more active, which is nice. Nice. Helping with quarantine. This week was the best week we've ever had, numbers-wise, for Sports The Show. We had a total of 27 episode plays. Last time we had that many plays was week two, week one or two, when everyone sort of, when I told everyone about the show, lots of people listened. Then the numbers were tanking, then they peaked up, and now this is the most successful week ever. Uh, the show's also now available on Bullhorn FM. Never heard of that before, but they account for 10% of my listeners. Thank you if you found me on there. Thank you, by the way. It would have been about 14 episode plays from Bullhorn the entire week. So thank you to them. Uh, Got to get a bit serious now. George Floyd passed away. Ripped to him. Sorry to his family and all of them. I support all of you. I really do. It's been a tough week there in Minneapolis. It's been a tough year. It really is. And it's we're about halfway through the year now, coming into June. Guys, next week we're going to be in June. Can you believe that? It's been... I can't believe it. I've, life's been slow and fast at the same time. Well, guys, I say this every single week. You got to support your local businesses. They are struggling. You got to buy a gift card for them. Or take out and delivery if they're a restaurant. Do whatever you can to support COVID-19-related funds. Whether it's just like a $5 donation, working at a food bank, donating food to a food bank, doing anything to help. That'd be greatly appreciated. I would. Stay safe, guys. Wash your hands. And do all that. Uh, Sports the Show is available on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Bullhorn FM, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast and Google Podcast. There we go. I said it all on my own. We have a YouTube channel. You're going to want to add that. Uh, we, we, I had an interview with Titus, and none of the audio saved. So that was a waste of... And that was a waste of an hour. It really was. It wasn't a waste. It was nice talking to Titus. I haven't talked to him for a while. So apologies for saying we had an interview. I recorded the interview. There was just no audio. We're going to use Zoom next time. I figured out how to use Zoom. So I'll do that next time. There we go. Like I said, stay safe. Have a great sports weekend. Sports will be back. I can guarantee you that. I rhymed back. Wait, no, I didn't rhyme. It just sounded like I rhymed. Hasta luego. Adios. Add Max G Sports on Twitter. Almost forgot about that. You got to do that and leave a voice message.